Welcome back to Rivals of the East. I'm your host, Buzz, co-host, Sean. What a wacky, wild week of football, Sean. Tua leading the Dolphins to an incredible comeback, and the Patriots actually winning a game. Unfortunately, the uh, the fact that they're actually in a position that you have to hesitate when you say that, that's an issue. Well... I don't know about you, but uh, I know you were recently moving and everything, so you kind of watched the game on replay and all. But uh, Patriots were looked like they were in a dogfight there for a while, at least I saw. But I was busy going through a wide range of emotions watching the Dolphins and the Ravens. Uh, if there were ever a tale of two halves, holy smokes. Did you catch that game? Unfortunately, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as everybody's probably well aware of, uh, we'll talk, Sean, and I'll recap uh, week two here as far as uh, Patriots, Steelers, and Dolphins, Ravens. But, man, you know, I, I'm not one to say uh, I'm too proud to admit I was wrong. I, I was definitely wrong when I thought this team would be a, a run-first team. You know, you looked at the way that the background of McDaniel and you looked at how this team was kind of being put together. I really did think that Miami was going to rely more on the run game, but uh, only one problem, Sean. They can't run. So they've got to rely on Tua. And I don't know if you know this or not. They've had to rely on Tua so much. Did you know that the leading passer in the NFL in yards is Tua? Next, Dan Marino. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen him wear a pair of uh, Zufa pants. I think that's what they're called. You know, the zebra stripe ones from the 80s. But I digress. Um, no, it was an incredible game um, to watch the Dolphins rally behind. I will say this. Um, Tyreek Hill, incredible player. Especially, you know, thank God for us. Marlon Humphreys got taken out of the game. And Marcus Peters only played half a quarter because uh, Lamar Jackson played absolutely perfect. We couldn't stop Lamar uh, until the fourth quarter where it was a fourth and one that Miami stopped them from converting, which uh, we were rallying back from a 28 to seven deficit coming out of the half Tua looked awful in the first half. Um, he threw two picks and a touchdown about 170 yards. I think it was, but he wound up wrapping up the day when uh, Tyreek Hill came back in in the third, I think early four or late third, early fourth. Uh, he came in there and finished the day at 462 yards, six touchdowns, Sean. Six touchdowns. He threw the ball 50 times. Hmm. 50 times. I've, Is this to a guy? I, I'm not sure. I, I was astounded. I was like 50 times, so I was wrong. Apparently, Miami is a pass-first and pass-happy team, which, I mean, if you got Jalen Waddell, who, by the way, if you go back and listen to our old podcast, I said was going to be the breakout star of the Miami Dolphins this year. And, Sean? Needless to say, my thoughts uh, real quick before I ask you yours is uh, I thought that Tua did a great job bouncing back from a terrible first half. I thought the defense played absolutely atrocious. Um, and in fact, I'll go over some statistics that are pretty scary on defense, knowing that we got the Bills coming up who 
quite frankly, look unstoppable. Um, but it was nice to see us make some adjustments. McDaniel is still uh, an enigma to most people. They're still trying to figure out, but he's doing a great job there. Uh, credit where credit is due. Tua performed very well in that second half. We scored 28 points in the fourth. Um, I will say context, though. And I know people in Miami, you know, some don't like context, Sean. You know what I mean? But I am going to say the context is the Ravens' defense is terrible. And a large part of that has to do with Marcus Allen towards ACL in the Jets game. So he was out. Uh, Marlon Humphrey was pulled in the third quarter, so he was out. Marcus Peters, the veteran, he was pulled. He was out. They were down to their fourth and fifth string rookie corners that were brought up from practice squads. And um, Tyreek Hill made the most of that, and so did Tua, so props to them. Luckily, we were gifted a, a great second half there. We made the most of it. But, Sean, what did you think about the Miami Dolphins? Um, yeah, I think some of it was that they actually went out there, they executed. <clears throat> but I think a big portion of that like equation is them taking advantage of a depleted uh, secondary. I mean, few teams that wouldn't do that to a depleted secondary. So, yes, I am still putting – the weights down to the break. I I'm not, I'm not full on board with Tua. Um, how many touchdowns did he throw uh, the first week? One. Oh, okay, so he's at a total of seven. Oh. When I kind of put that in perspective of two games, it's like you would hope that's where he would have been at, anyways. I'm gonna. Oh, um, by the way, Sean. Uh, yeah. New England is the number four ranked defense in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, thirty second. Yeah, that's uh... (laughs) a. I was shocked because you had mentioned, oh, the defense is going to be terrible. The offense is struggling. The defense is top five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, isn't it completely flipped of what we thought both ends pretty much? Yeah. Two have thrown 50 times in the defense, holding people under 20 points. I'm I'm 20 or under. I'm going to keep my stance on this defense. I am not sold. I'm just not. Um, you just want to be right. No, you also have to think a good <laughs> portion of the teams we're actually going to be playing are going to be not Mitch Trubisky and not Mike McDaniel and Tua. Like, come on. They're gonna, oh. We're going to play the Packers. We're going to play the Vikings. We're going to play the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's still a chance this defense uh, falls completely flat on its face. Just like your fantasy pick of Kirk Cousins as quarterback. I see. Yeah. But- <laughs> I wasn't Kirking any Cousins that night. And it not, destroyed me. Not against the Eagles. But what were your uh, big takeaways from that Miami game? Do you, do you when you watched it uh, through the eyes of a rival fan and looking at it, did you feel it was more execution or do you feel it was more opportunistic? Somewhere in between the middle. Okay. Somewhere a little bit of both. Yeah. Cause I, I think even if you take opportunity of, uh, you know, a defense, these are people that are still getting paid to do a job. And it's not like they just stand there and go, well, yeah, just, just walk right on past me and catch it. They're still executing the play regardless. And unless you're a rookie their, corner on the one play that Tyree, if that's their ceiling, that's a good ceiling. Cause the, it's, it's certainly their floor. I don't think it was the Patriots game. That's for sure. Right. I mean, can't argue with it. Um, what did you think? Do you think that, uh, you know, because you're you're not exactly in the two and on fan club, okay? 
So you f- do you believe Tua will have a similar performance to this game against the Ravens again at some point in this season? Yeah, you're playing the Jets twice, so there might even be two more. Damn, you always got to piss on the Jets. It's great, though. They're just terrible. They are terrible. How about Flacco winning a game for them, though? I mean, he's one and one. I I do feel kind of good for him. I mean, at least he got it up one last time. Flaccid to hard. Uh, All it took was beating a Jacoby Burnt Ends brisket brissette Browns team, who, by the way, should be flex out of prime time. One of the worst weeks of NFL matchups ever in the history of football, I think I can recall ever seeing week three of this season. Oh, my God. Horrible matches. That's that's your Thursday primetime. You go from the Chiefs and the Chargers to Trubisky versus Brissett. I don't even I'm, – I'm just going to be honest. I think Trubisky will be benched into the second quarter. <laughs> you think it's Kenny Pickett time? Slime time live, Kenny Pickett? Yeah. 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 Okay, so um, yeah, I, I think that that's basically all I had to takeaways from the the Dolphins game. I'll talk a little more rankings and stats and all um, here in a little bit. But Sean, the the Patriots, nice bounce back game here against the Steelers. You know, Aguilar showing up after he heard your comments about him and week one. I think I'm going to say it's because of that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say like there's this specific aura that I have where it's just like. Just got to prove me wrong. And I mean, if it's going to be Aguilar, it's a good thing because I'll, I'll take that. Um, if that's what he can do, you know, that makes me feel better. But in no way, shape, or form am I actually excited or happy about this Patriots offense. I'm not sold. Um, it, it wasn't like it was the best defense in the league. And you kind of, you know, just barely did anything against them, even without TJ Watt. So nothing was really impressive. They ran it, and when they ran it, they did fine yet again. Um, I'm not really seeing chunk plays in the run game. It's usually like 8-10 when they actually get decent runs, but I'm not seeing that explosive game. I think if they were to pop off, maybe they would change the offense a little bit, and they would probably you know start going to a little more runs because I feel like it's early run, and then late in the game they're running. It's the same consistent thing I've seen, and one of my biggest question marks actually has been Play action's been working, and it, you've been running pretty decent. Why not do it more? You know, yeah. you're giving yourself an opportunity to set yourself up for a run, and if you're not running, you could you could pass doing it. I don't understand. I mean, you would think Bill Belichick and all of his genius and glory, you know, would know something like that. So who am I? You know. Well, I I think one of the biggest factors of this team is going to be, can they sustain it? And more importantly, will Mac Jones at some point attack the middle of the field? Um, actually they did a little bit more of that. I was looking at they that, did, um, but they did, they finally did a little more of it, but I'm the biggest thing is what are you spending almost 80 million on these two tight ends? And yeah, four catches. In two games out of the two of them, it, it, it's just, it's a little baffling. And then I saw this statement that was floating around Patriots wire out there saying that uh, um, that was maybe potentially part of the game plan. And I go, I don't think there's ever a week in any week of football you ever go, 
yeah, I'm not throwing to my tight ends that I pay money on. Like, if they're good, that's why they're getting paid. So why wouldn't you throw to them? Right. I, I think it is a little excessive that it's two weeks in. You've only had those. How many targets? You know, probably not many. It, it's it's probably seven or eight because I believe Henry had either two or three. And I knew Janu had four to five because I believe he made either three or four catches for like 56 yards. Now, in defense, I will say, uh, you know, Mac Jones threw an interception in this game. Minka Fitzpatrick, though, is quite the playmaker. So you can't really fault that. Um, he's kind of a ball hawk. Yeah. But I would say overall, I, I did. I did notice that the Steelers were missing TJ Watt. He is going to be leaving a little bit of a hole there. The defense was still pretty sturdy, though. That's Mike Tomlin and Brian Flores and company. So I'm not sure that's going to shake out. I don't know when TJ Watt's coming back, but obviously you got the W. That's all that matters. Sitting at 500 right now, and you're going into Baltimore. Yeah. Where? Speaking of Baltimore. They're injury-ridden, so we'll talk about Ravens-Patriots first. But, Sean, you're going in against the 32nd, the worst-ranked defense in the NFL. They obviously – Marlon Humphrey is still questionable. Marcus Peters is slated to start. Marcus Allen out for the year with the ACL. They are very bare-bones, very hurt by the injury bug. Lamar's playing lights out, MVP level. However, that wasn't enough to seal the deal or win the game against the Dolphins when they were up by four scores just about. So how do you feel? What's the strategy you think Bill's going to roll into Baltimore with? He and, he and Harbaugh are pretty familiar with each other, but this is a vastly different scenario here. Yeah, if he could run the ball 200 attempts this game, I think that's the game plan, honestly. And my reasoning for that is keep the ball out of Lamar's hand as much as you can because he could score on any potential drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, he It was third and one, and he broke off against Miami. 65-yard touchdown run, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Right up the gut, just on a keeper. Yeah, I'm – and, and that's why I think they, they probably need to do uh, what, you know, the Jets have probably have done to the Patriots offense in years while where – we're just going to limit the amount of uh, time they have possession of the ball. And I think you're going to see him trying to set up the game with a ton of runs. And then my, maybe we'll actually see those play actions unleash. But outside of that, they, they just got to take care of the ball. They cannot afford any opportunities of not scoring in the red zone. They have to score every point because I think that's just where this team is, is that they're not good enough star power wise that they could just punch themselves back into any match. I think they have to play mistake free mm -hmm. and they have to play ahead. Well, I think this is the game where you attack the middle. Yeah. Um, if you're anybody like Mac Jones and bill right now, you got to look at that secondary and you got to look at how those corners are and the safety situation. You got to think this is where we get Kendrick Bourne involved. This is where we get the tight ends involved. Parker, you know? Kim Parcher. Parker get one catch this year. I'm just, if he can't do it this game, he's not doing it. So that means he's going to get five catches just like Aguilar last week. Well, what's, what's his Jersey number? Number one. Yes. Well, that's as many catches he'll have this year. There you wow. go. Wow. See what I did there. Anyways. <laughs> so what is your prediction on the score then? Probably 38 to 20. You think New England's putting up 38 points? No, I think they're losing. Oh, 
<laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> oh one, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine 38 points with that offense right now. So you think you're seeing a Patriots loss? Yes, 100%. Wow. You have little faith in them this year. I, you're I just think, like all the other Patriot fans. Well, how I see it is, is hey, each game they're continuously um, getting a little better on offense. They're showing a little more improvement. They're scoring you know, more points on the amount of drives they're getting. It's just not enough. I think this team is going to put so much pressure offensively that it's going to force them to potentially turn over the ball a few times, just trying to keep up pace. Um, You know, we see yet again, another Mac Jones pass errantly thrown downfield for a pick. So this is getting a little concerning because um, going back to even that first week, he made a decision where there was no separation. And I'm going to throw against the best corner by throwing a, what, 50-40, 50-30 pass? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. And it seems like he's making that decision yet again against the uh, Steelers this week. So I'm, I'm not confident in this team. I don't think they're going to win. And if they do, it's not going to be pretty because they can't score. Well, I, I think that you're probably right about a loss. Um, New England in this game. I think is going to be outmatched firepower wise with Lamar on offense in the shootout aspect. We look at the dolphins game. There was a template they had there that worked in the first half. Uh, The only problem was that again, the injuries, and then they just played prevent defense for two quarters. When you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the other side, you, you can't let up, which I'll talk about for the dolphins bills game. But I think, Lamar Jackson is going to have probably a, a solid, respectable, good game. I don't think Bill's going to allow him to do what Josh Boyer allowed him to do, but I do think that he's going to get his because he is an explosive player and he is playing at an MVP level. So I'm going to say Mac Jones puts up probably about 250 and he'll get like a pair of touchdowns. I don't think he throws a pick. I think he conserves this time, but I foresee Ravens probably winning this one 31-17 is what I think is going to wind up being. I just don't, uh, I don't think, I think it'll be a couple scores, but I just don't think it's going to be uh, New England's time for this one. So I got to agree with you there. We're talking about the other game of this week, probably one of the most anticipated games this week, not just because the week of week three is terrible in terms of games. There's a couple good ones. This being one of them. Miami Dolphins play the Buffalo Bills in Miami Gardens. They're at home in Miami. It's going to be hot. They play on Sunday. And, Sean, you know, I mentioned two ahead, the, the, the number one passing yards in the NFL. Uh, you want to know where Josh Allen falls? Let's look at this list. I'm going to give you the top five. If you told me this was the top five in preseason, I would have called you a damn liar. I want you to hear this. This is how much of a parody the NFL is right now. Okay, so just bear with me here. Number one, Tua Tugavailoa, 739 yards, seven touchdowns with two picks. Number two, Carson Wentz, 650 yards, seven touchdowns, three picks. Number three, this one's for you, Sean. Joseph Flacco, 616 yards, five touchdowns, only one pick. You would have thought we're playing Madden. 
Finally, in number four, Josh Allen, uh, 614 yards, seven touchdowns, two picks, and rounding it out at number five, Justin Herbert, 613 yards, six touchdowns, one pick. Now, as far as offenses go, here's the interesting thing. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Ravens offense, uh, defensive ranking and all, but here, here are the offensive rankings. Miami is the number two offense in the NFL right now. The number two. And the Bills are number three. So you're thinking, wow, Miami is really doing something this year. We've kind of been down this road before. We had a few years back where we had a big game against the Saints. It's longer than a few years back, but you know Joe Philbin was the head coach, and we were rolling all cylinders, 3-0, and going against the 3-0 and Saints. Um, it was the last time we actually had a really solid offensive line, too. We got destroyed on Monday night. It was, uh, it was not good. I don't want to relive those memories, but let's just say we thought we had something, but we didn't. We came against a, a tough opponent. Hopefully this time is different. So the Bills have the number three ranked offense. They also have the number two ranked defense. Yeah, Miami's defense, 22nd. 22nd in the NFL. And this is what concerns me about this Bills game, Sean. I saw a stat, a stat line here. Uh, again, the season is still early. We're two games in. We're not going to overreact here, but this is a cause for concern. Miami is allowing an NFL worst nine yards per pass attempt. Third worst passer rating. Quarterbacks are averaging a 114.4 against us. And fifth worst completion percentage, giving up an average of 71.2 completion percentage. We're tied fourth worst for sacks at two. And we have the worst past rush for pressures in the NFL. So this is obviously a, a big game for Miami. Before I give my thoughts, Sean, what do you see going down here? Um, similar scenario to the Patriots where I think the offensive pressure the Bills are going to generate on every single drive is going to force a few errant coaching decisions and quarterback decisions. And I think they'll probably be down majority of the game two to three scores so they'll be trailing, and they'll probably try to make it respectable in the end. 31-20. Uh, 11 points. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I haven't picked Miami to win uh, any game this season so far, and I feel bad about that. People are probably starting to wonder if I should even be calling myself a fan, you know, because I, <laughs> I didn't pick uh, the Dolphins. Now, uh, the reason why is because, you know, I gave New England and Bill a lot of credit. Uh, because we've been in scenarios before where we've heard Bill and the company don't know what they're doing. And then they come out of the gate beginning of the season. And they look as good as ever. I didn't realize just how bad the offense was this year. I know there's reports. There's always reports, but you don't know until you're there on the field. So, you know, that one uh, where my thought process was. And then the Ravens game, of course, I thought I was right on the money there in that first half. But I, I did not foresee a comeback like that, which I'm happy about. So. 
I looked at that. If I had known that we had that kind of capability, wow, you know, but I, I would say I don't doubt Miami. I believe that we've got a much better football team than we've had in quite a while. One of the best rosters we've had in probably 15 to 20 years, 15 to 18 years all around. Um, it's just the Bills are probably the best team in the NFL right now, hands down. I don't know if anybody watched the Monday night game they played against the Titans. Mark, uh, I mean, mark your calendars on for that date because that was – I think that's the date that everybody realized, like, Derrick Henry is probably not the same. Um, at least that's what I saw. He averaged 1.7 yards, I think it was, a carry against the Bills. And then you had to rely on Ryan Tannehill and as a Dolphins fan – you all know too well how that goes. So not going to win you a game. However, the Bills have stomped the Rams, Super Bowl champs, and the Titans, number one AFC seeded team last year in the playoffs. Both could be a little bit different now, and I understand that. But you can't really ignore a 41-7 to beatdown. Now, what's in Miami's favor in this game, I think, Sean, is that the injuries have kind of piled up on Buffalo's defense. Tredavious White is out, so he's not going to be there. Micah Hyde is day-to-day right now with a neck injury. You've got uh, Ed Oliver, who's probably actually going to play. He did a uh, limited practice today, I believe it was. And you also had uh, Milano at linebacker, who had that pick six on Tanny Hill. And he's probable, they said. Some reports have said questionable. Some have said probable, but he's he's taking it day by day, and he's not practicing. So we've, we're getting Buffalo, I think, at a right time when it comes to the injury bug. I don't think that's going to be enough, though. I just think Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Devin Singletary with pass-catching ability out of the backfield, Gabe Davis is uh, going to be back for the Bills as well. You know, um, tight ends are playing well. They're just... They're a real complete team. That offensive line is really stout for the Bills. The pass protection is off the charts. Now, they can't run the ball. They've had that problem for a few years. But do you really need to when Josh Allen's getting you 80 yards a game and he can extend plays and, you know, Diggs just runs a crosser and he gets him for 50 yards every time? You know what I mean? So I think Miami's probably not going to pull this one out. I think we'll be a lot more respectable than, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, 35 nothing, or, you know, what was the last one? We lost 50-something to 21, I think it was, the last game of the season a couple years ago, where Tua threw three interceptions. Now, be nice to see that again. But uh... Tua's uh, two worst games of his career have always come against Buffalo. He has thrown, I believe it was seven interceptions, and one touchdown against the Bills' defense. So this is a real big test. Again, Justin Poyer's still playing. If Ed Oliver's there, you got Vaughn Miller. You're going to have A.J. Epinesa, who broke his ribs a couple years ago or last year uh, in week two or three it was. So there's a lot of hard-hitting guys there. There's a lot of depth that the Bills have. I probably see... I don't think, you know, even if the Bills are up by multiple scores, I don't see them taking their foot off the gas, Sean. They're not a team that does that McDermott. And then they feel they should be the Super Bowl champs, not the Rams, or they should have gone. So they're they're playing with a lot of piss and vinegar. I think that boils over into this divisional game, which, by the way, 
they haven't played yet. So this will be the first one in the division. So I think Bills win uh, probably 38 to 21. So that's my final score prediction. Bills win 38-21. Just a little too much for Miami to be able to compete with. Even with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, I still think it's going to put a lot of pressure on that defense. And that defense is just not cutting the mustard right now. So those are my thoughts on that. But as we progress here in the season, I would like to say, see from Tua. This, is, this would be my moral victory, Sean. If Tua can play a respectable, solid game. And what I mean by that is if he can get 265 plus, if he can not turn the ball over, maybe a couple touchdowns, you know, not make boneheaded throws like in week one or in the first half of week two. If he can play more like that second half in the Ravens game, I will be definitely feeling a lot better, even with a loss, right? Because that would put us at two and one. I just think that if we get the same tool we've seen in every Bills game, that's not a good sign. Uh, to me, that just says that that second half against the Ravens was an outlier. It's an exception. It's not the rule. And that's what you don't want to hear or see about your quarterback. You know what I mean? Especially when they come from Alabama, Sean. Yeah, we know about that. We sure do. So um, we, we have uh, quite a few things going on here. Um, next week, we're going to do our post-game wrap-up, which we put on YouTube. So you can check it out there. This week, a little bit hectic. Uh, family sick with COVID. Sean, of course, you've had a, a newborn and moving. So this week we took off, but we'll be probably uh, pretty much back up next week. So we'll be putting our post game reviews there. We'll also have uh, our standard episodes of podcasts. You can check out on Podbean, Apple podcast, as well as clips on YouTube and or uh, Instagram for breaking news, injury updates, things like that. Um, so you can check us out on there. We also have an email. If you do want to send in any questions, uh, we'd like to get questions from everybody. If you have them uh, rivals of the East at gmail.com. So you can check us out and just send your questions there. If you're a Jets fan, even better. If you are a Bills fan, that's fine too. We don't discriminate against New York or New Jersey. You know what I'm saying, John? That's right. So in closing, you got anything you want to say to the Patriots to give them a little pump? Since a little you pump. just a little pump <laughs> since you just yeah. denied them a win this week. <laughs> my my point pretty much is the same it was for the beginning. Mac Jones has to play better. We got to see that from him. It's his time. You think Rick is crying right now? No, no, no. I think he's just shaking his head and disappointed. I think he's ready for another quarterback. I did talk to him, and um, he did say, Trubisky stinks. We got to start picking. <laughs> so the you've got a diehard Steelers fan calling for it. The picket era is coming, I think. Um, who would you rather have, though? If, you, if Mac Jones went down and you had to have a backup, would you rather have Joe Flacco or Mitch Trubisky? Joe Flacco. That's the number three passer in the NFL. Damn right. Put some respect on Flaccid's name. So anyways, that's all we got for this week, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Check us out again. We are on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Instagram. Give us a follow. And uh, as always, stay classy. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.